You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Tonight, I just want to share with you briefly two things that we need to know about thanksgiving, about rejoicing, about giving thanks to God. The impact that it will have over you. Remember, we stopped on Sunday. I said that grave, the grave cannot stand a man of praise. The grave cannot tolerate a man of praise. So when a man is around the grave, which can mean many things to different people, or different, to, different things to different people, when a person is experiencing a grave kind of experience, and he begins to praise God, the grave cannot hold the man. And there is an example we want to consider tonight. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But let's read where we read again. I just want us to read Psalm, oh sorry, Isaiah 51, verse 3. Isaiah 51, verse 3. It's a very wonderful scripture. The same way, you now the Bible says, For the Lord shall comfort Zion, it shall comfort all our waste places. It will make and it will make a wilderness like Eden. Wow, that is huge. And a desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. You see, this is what goes on where there is a voice of thanksgiving and where there is a voice of melody. Wilderness will become a fruitful land. The Bible says, when you say this kind of man is experiencing the wilderness, even the wilderness is like hidden. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's like saying that when a man is broke, he has one billion dollars. One of them is not broke. Are you with me? The Garden of Eden was the most beautiful place on earth at one time. But the Bible is saying that even when this man of thanksgiving is experiencing wilderness, he is still better off than the Garden of Eden. That means the worst part of his life is better than the best of people's life. That is your life. Hallelujah. The day you say nothing much is happening today, you have received so, 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 so many gifts. So many blessings. Hallelujah. So there is a connection between thanksgiving and fruitfulness. So Jeremiah 30, we'll read that one. And then we'll read the story of one man here. Jeremiah chapter 30 and verse 19. It's a scripture that everybody here should know by now. It's the reason why we are here, and it's what we've done the first 30 minutes of being here. The Bible says, out of them. Everybody say them. You see, most of, uh, not most, every covenant in the Bible, everyone, everything you call covenant, whether in the Bible or anywhere, covenant, every covenant must have two parts. There is a part that God will do, or if the covenant is with the devil, <laughs> there is a part that the devil plays, and there is a part that the man in the covenant will play. So if somebody goes to a money ritual, they say, this is going to be in your room, and you must put blood on it every three months. And if they are very wicked African demons, every week. <laughs> and all kinds of things. Somebody wanted to bring somebody to me to pray for one time, who sleeps in coffee every night. That's the time of the covenant. He must sleep inside casket every night. So, so why all of you were in your bed? 
<laughs> the guy with the casket coffee in his room and you know amen <laughs> a living dead so <laughs> there must be uh on one part somebody will do something and either god the deity or devil whatever on the other side must do something so every covenant in the bible when noah so god Actually, the, you, when you study the Bible, you are going to discover about seven covenants in the Bible. Scholars are always debating about this, whether six or seven, but let's say seven. So God made a covenant with Adam, first of all, as the first of God's creation. And when God opened the side of Adam to bring out, people believed that that was when the blood was spilled. Because every covenant in the Bible, there was a part involving the blood. Then God made a covenant after that with father abraham as a second man genesis chapter 12 then god made no after before abraham god made a covenant with adam god made a covenant with noah genesis 8 then god made a covenant with abraham genesis 12 then god made a covenant with the children of israel by moses the fourth covenant then god made a covenant with david oh he swore to david there is something that is called sure mercy isaiah 55 and god gave it to david he said, your descendant. Then he said that, if they will continue to follow me, you will never lack a man to sit on the throne. David's own, for the Israelites, you know, blood must be spilled over them, and then they must sacrifice animal, and then they must keep the law. But that of David was rooted in praise. It's so much so, David was a man in Old Testament who operated the revelation of New Testament. The first man to say that, Lord, you don't desire sacrifice and burnt offering. He saw what people in those, those days couldn't see. Hallelujah. He understood the power of praise. He understood the power of worship. He spoke about the Messiah thousands or hundreds of years before the arrival of Jesus Christ. David spoke. He was not exactly a prophet in the sense of being called into prophetic office. But by the reason of his closeness to God, he operated as a prophet and as a king. One of the few people in the Old Testament to operate the, these two realms. He was a priest. He was also a king. He was a king and he was a prophet. But there was something that made David very deep. So tonight, I want to talk about two things. How to make the grave far from you. True thanksgiving. That means overcoming wilderness. Pushing wilderness back. By the power of thanksgiving. And the second thing that Thanksgiving will do is that it will work on your imagination. Remember, unto him that is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or imagine. Remember Genesis 11. This is the beginning of what they will begin to do. And now there is nothing that they have imagined that they will not be able to do. Your imagination plays a key role. See, if something does not happen within, it cannot happen without are you with me? Praise the Lord. And there is a level of persuasion that you get to within that it will come out. You are not trying to make a confession of faith. You are not trying. The picture is so clear that it will come out of your mouth. Praise the Lord. So this other part is also connected. When you start uh, living a life of praise, a life of giving thanks to God, which will equal magnifying the lord the words of men the threats of men the limitations of men will start fading off when you start raising the name of god 
the more you talk about what God is able to do, the more your eyes are open to what he can do, and the more the picture of what men can do or obstacles will shrink and disappear. Are you with me? This is why when you talk about what you think your problem is, you empower the problem to, mag to be magnified. You are magnifying it. You are strengthening, energizing the, pro the problem. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, let's read about Brother Jonah. Jonah chapter 2. A very fantastic person. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. You know, such a wonderful brother. Nobody be, is there anybody bearing Jonah here? <laughs> when you sleep too much, they call you Jonah. But see, he was not a sleeper. What made him, what made his sleep popular? He slept at the wrong time. <laughs> Everybody was afraid. Jonah was a man who operated in perfect disobedience. You see, when you want to disobey, disobey well. That was what Jonah did. Amen. Amen. So, <laughs> one day I was trying to check the map. God said, go to Nineveh and preach. Jonah chapter 1. And the Bible says, Jonah got up. You would think he was going to obey God. And he went to Tashish. And if you look at the map, Tashish is direct opposite Nineveh. He did not go to the next city. He wanted to show God and say, I am so angry that I want to disobey perfectly. And the Bible says he paid his own transport fare. <laughs> he paid himself into trouble. And he entered the ship. And when everything was upside down, you know, saucers flying, loads dropping, and it looked like that was about, there was going to be the end of everybody. Jonah went to the park. That was when he decided to sleep. Before the problem started, others were sleeping. Jonah was awake. Meditating on his disobedience. When the storm started, he went to sleep. Others woke up. And as they were gathering things, the Bible says he went to the inner part of the ship. He went to a, a place where they wouldn't see him on time. As one guy was grabbing his bag, falling, grabbing this one, he just, ah. <laughs> Look at this, bros. <laughs> and the Bible says he went to call the rest. Come on, see this? All of us are struggling for our lives. Here is somebody snoring his life. And what is the problem? They asked him five questions in that verse. Who are you? Where are you from? Who are your people? What are you talking And the Bible says, Jonah told them that I am an Hebrew. That was a powerful word then. He said, I fear the Lord God of heaven and earth. He said, you don't understand. There is something between me and God. Ah! And he said, you know what? I have fled from God's presence. That is why you are experiencing this. And the Bible said, the men were afraid. Then they said, well, no, okay, so, so, bros, what do we do? Since you are the cause. The next thing that came out of the mouth shot. They would have expected them to say, okay, let us all repent. He just said it casually, carry me and drop me inside the water. <laughs> Bible said, the men were like, when we are no more dress. It's okay. Either you drop me or we all drop. One of the two. <laughs> One of them must have been in Nigeria. So, boy, <laughs> you guys talk, say, make drop her. Make drop her. <laughs> so, they called her, they carried him, and whoosh. And the Bible says immediately, everything came. Those men were so scared that they offered sacrifice to God. They were pagans. But they were like, what kind of God of Hebrew is this? Jonah landed in the water, both, and everything subsided. And there was a great calm. The men were afraid. I'm sure they would tell their wives at home that, you know, <laughs> what I saw today. Jonah had this confidence. Ah. Praise is powerful. 
I believe personally, Jonah had a revelation of praise. That as long as God's praise was in his mouth, death wouldn't catch him. Because he did everything he did with audacity that was uncommon. And the Bible said God had prepared a fish to swallow him. Now look at what this guy said from the belly of the fish. This prayer is a prayer of faith coupled with a prayer of thanksgiving. Remember, faith, when you are in faith, you give thanks. Because faith enables you to see what God has done about that situation. So you no longer see what men are saying. You don't see the physical reality. You see God's verdict on the matter. And because of that, you can praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord God out of the fish's belly. Remember, he's still in the belly of the fish, offering prayer. But look at the way he prayed. He said, I cried by the reason of my afflictions of the Lord, and he heard me. Stop. He was still in the belly of the fish. I'm going to connect it to the second point that I raised. You cannot help a Christian. That is why you are here every Sunday, listening to the word of God. You cannot help anybody if you cannot change their imagination. I have seen people before who come to church suspecting God, suspecting pastor, suspecting everybody. You can't help people like that. Except there is a change from within. Some go for a miracle service. They already conclude, they've concluded that it's all a lie. So they sit at the back. They are waiting for something to see. To and you know what? If you look very well, you will see. If you go to a meeting to pick fault, if you are a very careful person and you are very observant, you will see one fault and you will pick it. Then go with the fault and celebrate it. I get what I'm saying. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. So because if you don't, the way God has designed man, a man will receive nothing. If your eyes, if you don't see it inside, oh, it costs God nothing to give everybody here tonight an apartment. Whether you're a Christian, you're not a Christian, everybody or not, there's nobody you meet on the way that you ask the person that, do you think God can do this? You will like not meet anybody who will say that God cannot. Everybody, everybody or not, even somebody who has never been to a church, everybody believes that there's nothing, there, there's somebody called Almighty God, and there's nothing they cannot do. But when you change the question, can, when you say to the person, can God make you a billionaire tomorrow? I will say, ah, yeah, even I'll be bad, but I know if it's God, the Almighty God, there's nothing he cannot do. Turn it around. Will God make you a billionaire tomorrow? Oh, So nobody doubts God's ability. People doubt God's willingness. Did you get that? Nobody doubts God's ability. What they doubt is God's willingness. Especially, even if you take it a little further, or before you ask the second question, if you move it a little from the first, can God do this? Say yes. Do you think God can make someone? They will still say yes. Now when you point it... <laughs> When you direct it to them, okay, can God make you? Uh -huh. Can God heal? Yes. Can God heal anybody? Do you think there's somebody somewhere that's sick and can God heal a person? Yes. Can God heal you or will God heal you? Uh -huh. Then people don't, they, they, they say kind of, I, I, I know I can do it for people, whether I will do it for me. But you say, why not you? Are you with me? Praise the Lord. The Bible says, so the fish picked, I think I should say this by the Spirit. If you think you are special to God, God will not say no. What will start happening in your life will start be, this is why, uh, 
I don't want to get tired of my say, see, <laughs> when you think you are very special to God, your life will follow that direction. When you think that God is always taking his time to prepare things for you, to open doors for you, stories of unusual things will become common in your life. It is true. Because as a man thinks, because it will always be unto you according to your worth, your faith. And if you think that God is always hiding to catch you, it will catch you. Amen. amen. Are, you, are you following me? Praise the Lord. So, <laughs> amen. So this is why I would say this will help you. One of the ways of being able to trust God and knowing that he has no, he has no ill feelings towards you, you also stop abhorring ill feelings towards other people. It will affect you. Though whether you do it or not, it doesn't change God. But if you do it, it will change. You'll be able to understand better that the Almighty God, if you had the time that you greet with a pure heart, you are not having any authority towards anybody. You don't say yes and mean no inside. You don't smile outside and get angry inside. When you, are, when you start being plain like that, you are going to see God as plain. Yeah. Because he said, to the merciful, I will show myself merciful. He said to what again? That's Psalm 18, right? Psalm 18, verse 25 or so. To the pure, I will show myself pure. Now he said that to the one that is cunning, you will meet me there. That's what that scripture says. He said to the cunning that also show myself cunning. You know what? It's not that God is changing. How you perceive him. What is going on inside your heart will shape how you perceive God. For instance, if you are not a man or a woman of your word, when you make promises, you don't keep. When you collect money from people to give, you can I have 5K that I will give you tomorrow. Then tomorrow your phone is off. Switch off. See, if you're always doing that, it will be impossible to believe, to be able to trust a verse of the scripture. Yes, sir. The scripture is the word of God. Since you don't keep your own word, Anybody who cannot keep his own word cannot keep the word of God. But if you become a man to the point that, almost to the point of dying, when you say to a person, I'm coming to your house tomorrow, you are there, rain, come. When you develop the attitude of, you don't, once you have said something, you are committed to it, you will discover that it will be very easy for you to work in faith. Yes? Hallelujah. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. So this is why, what am I saying? This is why those of you that are men here, it is very important, fathers, it is very important the kind of mentorship we give our children. Never let your kids begin to believe that when daddy says he will buy a bicycle, he will buy it in the world to come. No matter how small, if you say, anytime my son says your promise, immediately I respond. I don't want him to grow up doubting God. Because you are the first father they will see before they know their heavenly father. And it becomes necessary the kind of image, the kind of mentorship you give them. So, when you, you think you are just playing with what? I will get to a point one day you discover that, yeah, we can joke, but that in Christianity you cannot play with what? On important matters. It's not tolerated. It's not allowed. I told her I'll be back in the evening. I just thought about it. the children will start having that mindset that promises are not to be kept. They are not that important. So if they read the promise from God, they just look at you, the Father, and just think that. So when people make promises, they keep so they don't keep so. So they cannot have absolute trust in God. Being a father is a very serious work. All you ladies that are not married there, please choose wisely. Okay, it's beyond going to tantalizer to admit and then going to uh, what they call Zen garden. To eat Chinese 
and it's Italian and all those things, you know. If that is all, your relationship is all about, you are in trouble. So you have to think very, 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 very well. Somebody comes to your house, a guy, he does not even respect your parents, he talks anyhow, and you are, you are in love with him. What kind of love? You should be giving a knock on your head. No, 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 no. You know, <laughs> you see an arrogant fellow that has no authority figure over his life. He listens to nobody. He's the alpha and omega of everything around him. Nobody can correct him. There's nobody who can report him to him. He's, there's, he's just the law to himself. And then you are following him. No. No matter what, even if the person is a general overseer, he should have somebody that he listens to, that he respects. You cannot be the financer or the, the law to yourself. Say, I'm, I'm just the law. Outside me, there's nobody. <laughs> amen. amen. <laughs> See, the only spirit is under the authority of Jesus. Jesus is under the authority of God the Father. God the Father is under the authority of his word. And his word is under his authority. Did you get that? Yes, Hallelujah. Is this in Psalm 132? It says, I exalt my word above all my names. That means above my name. That is why God will not do certain things. It's not that he cannot do it. His word will not permit him to do it. So once he puts the word down, except a man be born again, even though he loves you, he sees that this family, death has almost finished them. Salvation is the only way, but he cannot force it on you because there is a constitution he cannot disobey. He is the almighty, but he abides by his word. Yes. Even when the odds were against him, he did not change his word. When the first man he created fell, see if it were to be some of us, who would change the equation. Who would have accused God of anything? If he says to Adam, I say, I saw that you, the, you, had, you actually had the fruit. But he said, I hate that Lucifer. Lucifer, no matter what, he said, shut up, shut up there. I will just replant the tree again and uh, say, there's no problem. Who, 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 who would have accused him? Nobody. But he said, his justice, his integrity will not align. Man, I love you. You ate it. You are banished from the garden. After banishing you, then we start thinking of what we can do about it. But then because he lives in eternity past and eternity here, he wasn't thinking of what to do. He already planned. Because the Bible said the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the earth. So Jesus was slain before the earth began. He only manifested at the Calvary. Hallelujah. And it's because of Acts 15, 18. No, not to God that all is world before the foundation of the earth. Nothing catches him, you know. Ah, I didn't plan for this, so. Ah, daughter, you are in Nigeria. We did not know that situation would be this bad. Now that you are, even heaven said, we just the manager. <laughs> Hallelujah. The almighty God will never talk like that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, are, are you following me? Anyway, let's go back to Brad Jonah. He said, I, and you heard me. Out of the belly of hell cried, and thou hearest my voice. Next verse. For thou cast me to the deep in the midst of the sea, and the floods compass me about. All thy billows and thy wave pass over me. Then I said, I am cast out of thy sight. Yet I will look again towards thy holy temple. The waters compass me about, even to the soul. The depth closed around me. The weights were wrapped around my head. He said, I went down to the bottoms of the mountain. And the earth and a bar. So the earth has bars. He said, I'm beginning to go to another world. Was about to close about me forever. Yet thou hast brought my life from corruption. Oh Lord, my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. My prayer came into his ear, into thy holy temple. 
they that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And the Lord spake to the feet. And when God heard that prayer, I said, Ah! He said, Vomit that boy. From his throne, he was like, Who is talking like this? Jonah was talking about what he would do on the land. I will pay my vow. A man that a fish was about to digest. But from the belly, I will tell you two things. Before Jonah prayed, he had an imagination of God answering the prayer before he prayed. The Bible says, Whosoever must come to God must believe. We don't pray to believe. We pray because we believe. I get what I'm saying. So Jonah was fully persuaded that, see, this one that has cast me out, this one that, I'm, that is dropping me, this bar is about to close. If I begin to pray, something will happen. And in his heart, he made a vow. When I get out there, I am going to sow into the building the household of David is working on. <laughs> that was what it, You were not there. So. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, it was like, I will, I'm, Lord, I promise I will join the ushering team. I am not a worker right now, but if I get back, I am going, when I get back, I am going to do this. And then he says, salvation is of the Lord. That was not a very common word in the Old Testament. Salvation was popularized after, after the death of Jesus. But a few men like David talk about salvation in the Old Testament. So he says, salvation, which means God's gift, outside human efforts. He said, it's of the Lord. Ah, when God heard. He said, Michael, who is praying? That rascal, that ran away when we sent him. Say, so yeah, ah. Then the Lord said to the fish, vomit. You, 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 you cannot. He said, Sheol, Sheol, or Sheol, whatever pronunciation. Grave, hell, death. You can't have somebody who talks like this. It's not possible. Even the grave itself said, Jonah, you are free to go. We don't want the likes of you here. Grave is a quiet place. It's a place of desolation, a, a deserted place. Grave is a place of sorrow, a place. Have you been to the graveside before? I've been there once to do a psalm for a brother being buried. So I understand it's a place of grief, a place of sorrow. Everybody there crying. Even though I made sure I, I didn't let them cry that day. But they wanted to, some people plan to come and cry. You know, there are some people like that. They, when somebody dies, they come there planning. Already come that when we get there. They might be coming down for before and fight for their change. We put in there. Do all that. When they go to the door of the apostles, and after the barrier, they are going to eat. Haven't you seen that? And they are dancing and they are fighting on the rap of Amala. It's a, you have not uh, 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 this I'm by you and the same person that will say at the grave, let me jump in, let me jump in. Say, if you are like that, pray that it's not someone like me that's beside you. I don't hold such people. Jump, jump, jump in. When you have bruises, we take you out. I don't know how to consider when you say all those uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I was a small boy when my landlord died, then we were growing up. And the daughter came and said, Dad, where is it? When he saw him, I said, Oh, Daddy, and then she and her husband carried her. You know, he might not him as a small boy. We should not have carried her. <laughs> if you know me, you don't do that around me. I can console you, we can talk. When you saw something has happened, we can come to your house. Bible says, Weep with those who can do all that. 
But all the way down, you are now dramatizing at the same you know, cemetery. You, 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 you that you went to collect your clothes from Taylor two days ago. <laughs> you collected your gilly from the tailor, collected everything for the tailor. For, see, I said the design should be like this, but you made it like this. And then you come to the graveside. Oh, let me jump in. Oh, mommy, I'm going to follow you. <laughs> well, if you wanted to follow, you could have done that before the arrival of all of us. Now that we are here. You know, <laughs> Amen. Are you, are you with me? <laughs> Glory to God. Glory Hallelujah. So a place of sorrow. So when the grave begins to hear the voice of somebody singing and rejoicing. Oh, then Isaiah, that Jeremiah 13, 19. Let's read. This is powerful. Glory to God. Oh, we are going to take communion in a while. Is somebody with me? Yes. Hallelujah. Look at Jeremiah 13, 19. Out of them, everybody say them, Amen. shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. Now, I, that I is a capital letter, this is God. God is saying that they are parts. Let them make joyful noise. Let them give thanks. That is their portion, part of their covenant. Then he said, I will do my part if they do that. He said, I will multiply them. They shall not be few. I will glorify them. They shall not be small. Hallelujah. Next verse. He said, Their children also shall be as a for time. Their congregation shall be established before me. I will punish all that oppress them. Somebody say amen. amen. If anybody's been oppressed by sickness or by poverty or by anything tonight, it's hands tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. He said, Their nobles shall be of themselves and their governor shall proceed from the midst of them. This is why I know that it's not a church of ordinary people. As long as we keep praising God as a church, governors are rising. Yeah. It, it's not about Lagos State Governor or your state governor. It means rulers, rulers. Those who dominate industries, who dominate territories, who dominate places, they are the ones, governors. He said the governors will come out of their midst. All connected to, out of they shall proceed the voice of Mary and thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise. This is the secret of fruitfulness. I told you, sorry, they gave Jesus the bread and the feed that, that couldn't even feed two people. The master gave thanks and the thing multiplied. Then he got to the grave of Lazarus. He must have read the psalm. That the grave, because David said in Psalm 6, shall the grave, he said in the grave nobody can praise you. So when grave sees anybody praising God, he says you are not one of us here. So they will eject you out. Are you following me? So when Jesus stood by the grave of Lazarus, he just remembered that, oh, there is something grave cannot stand. The Bible said, Jesus said, Father, I thank you. It's a beautiful thing for a saint to be able to lift up your hands and say, Lord, I thank you. And begin to praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what you are built for. You are built for worship, for praise. With us given. Remember, I am a living sanctuary for you we sang that last wednesday you have made me a sanctuary pure and holy tried and true oh, oh, with us here Hallelujah, 
Hallelujah. This is powerful. Now I want to end. I want to talk about the second guy. Now can you see this? Fruitfulness. The grave, barrenness, cannot stand a man of praise. But I said, Jonah must have seen the picture. He said, I cried and the Lord answered me. Praise will do something to your imagination. When David stood before Goliath at that second place, 1 Samuel 17, and he said that thou comest against me with spear and sword. He said, but I come against you in the name of the Lord God, the God of the army of Israel. And he told uh, uh, Goliath that I will cut off your head. And the Bible said that David did not even have sword. David had played that tape in his heart over and over again. He saw himself chopping up the guy's head. So when we begin to praise God, all doubts, especially as you do it in your room, it is easy to do it when everybody's jumping and praising and there are drums rolling. But you see, at times it is called sacrifice or praise because at times, time, at times it is done sacrificially. There are days you are weak, you are tired, headache, fatigue. You've had a very, very, very messy day. You don't feel like praising God. That is the best time to praise Him. It's a sacrifice at that time. So praise is a delight at times, but at some other times it's a sacrifice. When it's a sacrifice, it is more powerful. Glory to God. Are you with me? So, sacrifice or praise? Oh, as you do it alone, when there are no drums, you will start seeing the ability of God. And that will start setting the right, right picture in. That God is able. That was how David encouraged himself in the Lord. And he had pursue, overtake, and recover. I want to tell you something tonight. Actually, actually, the Bible says, Forever, O God, Thy word is settled in heaven. Pursue, overtake, and recover was not just being said that day. Several in the prophets, he has said that he will recover. He will restore to you the years and locusts and the canker worm. So God has been speaking. The Bible says, day after the utterance speech, night after night, he showed knowledge. Pursue, overtake, and recover was coming every day. David, by praise, elevated himself to a level where he could hear. So when he was crying, he heard nothing. The more you cry, the closer you are to the grave. Grave in this sense can mean poverty, can mean the more. But the more you begin to rejoice, the more it begins to move away from you. Hallelujah. Praise as a way of begin to, it, it, it starts to rearrange your imagination. Now you begin to imagine what God will do instead of the threat of the enemy. There is the report of the doctor. The more you praise God, the more the re report diminishes. It goes down and down. It fades off and it begins to go and it disappears. But the more you begin to see what God has done, it begins to get amplified. When the picture settles down here in your heart, you are going to see it physically. Glory to God. There are no accidents in God. It is true. This afternoon, I had a long talk with Apostle Seaman and he was saying that when I was here, Exactly what you mentioned, the kind of place that you said HOD will move to, massive car park, big warehouse. I was offered many land, but I kept saying, I don't know, land will be the last. So it's a warehouse I saw. The more, not that I saw it like a vision, I've seen a few visions in my life, but not one of them. But it was just a picture that came. And the more I praised your body, the more, you saw how long it took, the more everything told us that it was not possible. 
it was not possible. Many times I went out with Shaye. We went to warehouse where they told us 70 million naira per year. Went to another one where they told us 110 million naira per year. Properties, people are crazy in Lagos with prices. All kinds of places. And then we now see a good one that the price is a little okay. Maybe they will say 35 million per year, but no parking space. No parking, nothing. Many of you don't know what churches go through. Somebody, a church is interested in this place, and they told us they are using a hall that seats 200 people, and they are paying 10 million every year. Yeah. We're using Big Tree. Big Tree will see 400, 400 people, and we're paying 6 million five, five years ago. So they had to put down Big Tree now to be about 10 or 11 million. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> the gospel is very, it's free, but it's not cheap. Amen. If you go for the unboxing crusade and they set up, it takes about three or four days to set up. When you see projector, you see speaker, you know that this setup, they would have spent millions of dollars, not even Naira, to do a crusade. So that, that's it. Because you're not going to speak to you are not going to speak to two million people by faith. So when I stand there, my voice they will hear. No. <laughs> you put light everywhere. Your voice must be amplified. When I saw his gadget, I was watching all the interviews for a different crusade yesterday night. And I saw gadgets. Their, their warehouse is bigger than this place. So when they are going for a crusade, where they go and push those things out of? And the plane, cargo plane that will carry them and all those things. And when they are going to start the crusade on Friday, by Monday before, they would have started setting up. Yeah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Is someone blessed tonight? So, this imagination, we need it. Because unto him that is able, what God will do, needs your imagination to bet it. And constantly, the enemy is throwing darts. That is the meaning of the weapons of our warfare. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through God in pulling down strongholds. Basically, we have two major weapons in this regard. The word of God and praise. Lifting up his name in praise. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So that was what Paul and Silas were doing. Oh, it was a sacrifice of praise. It attracts God. They were beaten before they were sent to jail. So imagine at their back, mats, and the Bible said they began to pray. Then they said, okay, we are praying. The Bible says, anyone afflicted, let him pray. Then Paul and Silas began to praise God. They just got up. They were singing hymns. He is able. And the Bible said the prisoners were listening. And they kept praising God. And they kept praising God. And then the prison was invaded by God. He will still invade a prison when praise goes up to him. But it's not a praise that you are conscious that, okay, when, after five minutes, Lord, you've not invaded the prison. <laughs> <laughs> praising the Lord always. Praising the Lord. God is good. He has done me. After five minutes, oh, Lord, Lord. It's five minutes now. The room is here to shake. No. When you praise God to a point where you are not conscious of where you are again. I'm praying all of you will experience this. When you are not conscious of what is going on around you again. When you are not conscious of where you are again. Then you are beginning to push something in the spirit. She was still doing that this morning. I was just looking at her. So I just left her and left the house. I don't tell her so, but I left the house earlier than normal. She started praising and then she was waiting on the floor. Ah, I just took my bag. That way, well, it's not on me today. It's on her. <laughs> so I left. So there are times who praise God. I want to tell her that there, ah, 
that the neighbors are here the way you are, but I felt like so that God will not <laughs> say, hey, are you complaining about praising me? So I said, well, I will tell her later. <laughs> you know, can you, I'm praying that you get to this point where you lock yourself in or you are somewhere and this thing is so much on you that you are not conscious of where you are again. When you come back, your sin can never be the same. Hallelujah. The whole heaven will start shaking. Hell will start shaking because somebody is praising God. Your house, everything will feel it. It's so powerful. One day while working in NPC, I was doing this. It was Friday around 1, so they are going for Jumat service. My boss, you know, Fulan, and all of them are going for Jumat service. And it was so, it became high praise suddenly on my table. And the guy came in, so I kept quiet. I sat down behind the computer. He said, what just happened in this office? He said, your face is shining. I just said that you will not understand if I tell you. Because I could see that the angels of God descended while the praise was going on. And this can be experienced every now and then from time to time. You get to a point that fear will disappear out of your life. Now you know, at this realm, when you are true, and you speak a word from the Bible, it becomes prophecy. Sometimes when you want to command a mountain as even intimidate this over, this is what we do. We first of all move back from the mountain. It's as if you, you a guy that is, that is shy, but it goes to shack very well. Five bottles of vodka. <laughs> well, I don't know how the quantity they take, you know. Uh, God saved me early, so I, I did not know all those. Amen. <laughs> you know, I want to get from GSS to this. So, God saved my life. I was never a bad boy. <laughs> I was just, I didn't know God till three. Even though we used to pray every morning in our house, but I did not. I just, I didn't know Jesus. So I didn't do any special bad thing, but I was still a sinner anyway. Then I gave my life to Christ. And I, I thank God for that. But some of you were veterans on the other side before Jesus saved you, you know. But blessed be God, we are born again. All of us are equal. There is no Jew, there is nothing. All of us are equal. The one who has killed 1,000 people and the one who has never slapped anybody before, if any man be in Christ, any man is a new creation, all things are passed away, all things are new. Hallelujah. Oh, I want to stop here tonight. Lift up your hands on your seat. There's an anointing here. Begin to praise God. Oh, blessed be your name. You might sit if you want to sit. Okay, pastor can go for the communion. Begin to praise God. How I love to sing your praise. How I love to know you more. Praise him, somebody praise him. Creator of the universe. What can't you do? What can't you do? Jesus. Stop looking at him. Praise God. Take your eyes from everybody. Give him praise. If there is a very a song that is very special to you, this is the best time to sing to the Lord. Tonight, families have been touched. Have you been bothered about your parents or about people around you before? Things are not really begin to praise Him. The wilderness is turning to the fruitful land. The wilderness is <laughs> turning to the fruitful land. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. 
I see people who have written tests, who have written interviews, attended interviews, and they've not called you. That is changing tonight. Oh, we give you praise. Oh, we give you praise. Somebody praise him. Sing. Take your eyes off anybody around you. Praise him. You are the great and mighty God. Beautiful for all situation. You are the joy of the whole of. You are the great and mighty God. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. If you feel like standing, you can stand. If you feel like kneel down, you can kneel down. Let's do that for about five minutes. Praise God. All over this place, praise Him. Worship Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Sing from your heart. Look beyond anything around you. Praise Him. Yeah, my God, and your name is Yahweh. Your name is Yahweh. Yahweh. Continue to praise him. Your name is
we all rise right now? Let's rise now. Thank you, Jesus. Go on. And drop your cup, lift up your head, everybody. I heard that song in my spirit. The old church wants to say thank you to God. Mean it from your heart. people experiencing wilderness that is changing right now the rain of heaven is falling all the heavens are open glory to God blessed be your name your heaven is open and it shall not be short again the rain the rain of heaven is falling over your life over the works of your hand oh we give you praise we worship you we worship you we worship you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Part of the covenant in the Bible talks about the blessing. It talks about health. And this is that which you're about to enter into. While she was singing that song, I saw in my spirit an open heaven. 
yeah, it's 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 a that's the best way to describe it. it doesn't mean that heaven close up, but just understand what I'm saying. Something is coming upon everybody. The the rain of heaven is falling, it's falling, it's falling, and it's ending wilderness, turning people to fruitful vine, turning wilderness to a forest in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Garments are changing right now. People have been lifted. You are lifted. You are lifted. In the name of Jesus Christ. Any grave experience, it's over. In Jesus' name. Oh, families have been blessed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. A new song is in your mouth. A new day is done. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, we give you praise. As we take the communion tonight, when this represents, we, we are walking the covenant of praise already. We seal it with this. And we take it, we walk in health. If there is any kind of disease in anybody, it dies immediately, the communion goes in. Father, we bless the bread. We call the body of Jesus broken for us and the blood shed for us we have his life in us hallelujah thank you father as jesus lived by the father so we live by jesus in jesus name go ahead and take it if you are true just lift up your hands and give him praise thank you jesus Blessed be your name. We give you praise, we give you praise, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Oh, so much joy all around. Thank you, Father. He's doing new things in our midst. Lifting up people, glorifying them. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory to your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So many of you just find out that you so much, all of a sudden you have so much money all around you. It's a sign that there is an opening. Hallelujah. And things will happen rapidly. So people are just giving to you on every side. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I see money in many hands. Yes. And don't be greedy, just trust God to lead you. But things are coming to your hand. Prosper, beautiful things of life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we bless you. We worship you. We give you praise. Thank you so much. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the teaching of Pastor Shola Oshumakinde. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.